John chapter number one, uh, John chapter number one. One of the things, one of the things that, 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 I don't know why this was my third trip to Israel. And, but for some reason, this particular trip, we were able to go on a couple places we hadn't gone before. And one was called the Jesus way, the Jesus way. It was a little path, a dirt path that Jesus took from Galilee to Nazareth. And it is still the same way it was as it was in Jesus's day. There was there no pavement. It's still dirt and rock and gravel. And for some reason, it, his humanity just so overwhelmed all of our, our, our crew. And to see the humanity of Christ as we sat in uh, the pit that they kept Jesus in the night they arrested him after they had the mock trials. Uh, the Sanhedrin kept Jesus in a pit and you're allowed to go down and, and stand in that pit. And we were allowed to read the Psalm that described Jesus's prayer in that pit. And it was overwhelming. I'm telling you, it was incredible to really feel the humanity of Christ. God became man. Christmas, Christmas has become a lot of things to a lot of people. But Christmas is this, God became man, period. God became man. When we came into Bethlehem, our guide said, this is where the creator invaded the world he created. I'm telling you, boy, I just gave me God bumps right there. Amen. And so today, this is what we want to talk about and deal with. In John chapter one, in verse number one, if you found your spot, say amen. Amen. In the beginning was the word, proper name, capital W. In the beginning was the word and the word was with and the word was God. The word, the word logos, the expression of. When you, when you want to express yourself, you use words, you use words. All right. The word is the expression of God. And we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but look in verse number 14. Now, can we say verse one tells us that the word has always been because he was in the beginning before there was anything he was right. And the word was with God. He was beside God. Say amen. Amen. But the word was also, it says, and the word was God. He was not only with God, he was God. Now look, verse 14. And this will give the identity of who the word was. And the word was made flesh and dwelled among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. I submit to you today, those who are still wondering who the word is, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the word. Amen. He is the divine expression of God, his father. Amen. Let's pray. I'm starting to preach already. Here we go. You ready? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for becoming flesh, for, for coming to this world you created so that we could make it to where you are. 
Lord, I praise you and I thank you and I give you glory for it all. In Jesus' name, don't let me say anything I shouldn't and don't let me forget anything I should. And God will be careful to give you all the glory, all the praise and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I will confess, usually, <coughs> usually at a, a, on a big event, I usually try to have a condensed uh, message that's primarily evangelistic, uh, uh, and, and, but I'm going to confess that we're not going to do that today. We're going to do a sure enough, real deal Bible study because I, I just, this, this is just kind of overwhelming. I, I, I was sitting there uh, in several places there in the Holy Land when we were on our pilgrimage there and, 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 and just overwhelmed with the fact that God became flesh. His humanity, he was all God, but he was all man, all man. Now, what, why? I, I, I know some of y'all probably don't think the way I do, but I, I'm, I'm telling you, I've got, an, I've got inquiring mind. I'm telling you, I've always had an inquiring mind, a.k.a. I'm very nosy. <clears throat> I want to know stuff, right? I, I, I want to know. What, why didn't, why didn't God, I mean, if he is God, if he is God, why didn't he just say, okay, you're forgiven and everything's fine. Why, 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 why was it necessary? Why was it important? Why did God have to become man? Why was that so? Why would he suffer the way he did? Why would he humble himself? The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. Why would he do that? Why would he not selfishly hold on to the form of God that he was and he humbled and lowered himself and the creator became the creature? Why? I, I want to I submit to you this morning just a few things in the intro just to help you, help you kind of grasp this. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. John is saying, John is saying the Word, the expression of God. God wanted you to know who he was. First John 1, 1 John 1, John says it this way. That which we, well, excuse me, that which was from the beginning which we have, we heard him, which we have seen with our eyes. We saw him, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of what? Of the word of life. In other words, John says, let me tell you, let me tell you, we heard him. We saw him. We touched him. This is not a fairy tale. This is not the figment of somebody's imagination. Listen, God became flesh and dwelled among us. We beheld his glory in reference to the uh, amount of transfiguration. We saw him. We touched him. We heard him. He is the real deal. He is. Now, now we said the word is in, in your definition. If you got your notes in front of you, it's the Greek word logos. It's the divine what? expression of God, the divine expression of God. You want to know, you want to know who a man is and what a man is. Then listen to his words. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the 
the mouth speaketh. In other words, you want to know who a man is, what he thinks, what he's all about, who he is. Listen to his word. The words are the expression of who he is. Does that make sense? Amen. And Jesus is the expression of God. Look what it says. Hebrews 1. God, who at sundry times and divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his, who's his son? Jesus, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom he also he made the worlds. That, that coincides with John 1, 1, right? Who being the brightness of his glory, say it with me, and the of his person. Now look what the definition, look what the definition of express image is. I put it right there under your nose. What is the definition of express image? The exact copy, the exact copy. He, Jesus, the son of God, the word who became flesh is the expression of God, the father. In other words, if you want to know one, just look at the other. Are y'all with me? Now watch, watch, watch what Jesus said. John 14, John 14, 9. Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long with time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me, who's speaking? Jesus. If he's, you've seen me, he has you've seen the father. You want to know the father? Get to know the son. He says, he says, if you want to see the father, look at me. Because if you've seen me, you've seen the, oh yeah, y'all getting it? Say amen. amen. Matthew 1, 21. She shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which being interpreted, what does it mean? God with us. God with us. Now, I think in that little section of introduction, there's no question whatsoever, no question whatsoever that God became man in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the expression of God. He's the exact copy. He's the express image. He is. He is. He said, if you want to see God, the father, look at the son. Are y'all with me? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. That's how he could say before Abraham was, I am. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. You see, all through his three years of ministry that the disciples knew him, they knew him in his humanity. But on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John woke up to see the deity that was inside his humanity showing from the inside out. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Man, I ain't even got to the point yet and it's good already. Amen. Why? Why did God become flesh? Why did 
deity become humanity? Why was it so important for the word to become flesh and dwell among us? I want to give you just a few reasons. And maybe it'll help you understand how really special Christmas is. We, we were able to go to the, the shepherd's field where the shepherds were sitting by their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, uh, which is Christ the Lord. But why? We know it happened. We believe it happened, but why? First of all, number one, if you're taking notes, why did God become man? Why did the word become flesh? Why did Emmanuel, God with us, why was that necessary? Number one, to fulfill righteousness. And I'll explain. Just give me a second. To fulfill righteousness. You see, in Matthew 3.13, it says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and thou comest to me. And Jesus, watch what he says. Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it be so now, for thus it becometh us to... Come on, everybody say it. To... Then he suffered him. What, what does that mean? To fulfill all righteousness. John eight twenty nine, And he that sent me is with me. The father hath not left me alone. Read it with me. For I. I do always those things that please him. John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have. How many of them? All of them. Romans 5, 8. This will really draw it together. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when ye were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. We talk about that a lot. Jesus died for me. Thank God he died for me. Are y'all with me? But there's something else we need to talk about. By the death of his son, much more, much more, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being much more, much more. Y'all with me? Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Now, not his death, but his The life he lived, the 33 years he lived on this earth, is very significant. Look what it says. This, is, this will explain it. Verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one... Judgment came upon all men to condemnation. The moment Adam sinned in the garden, everyone became condemned. We all became sinners. Even so, by the righteousness of one, 
The free gift came upon all men in the justification of life. Here it is, guys. Verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made. So by the obedience of one, Jesus, shall many be made. Now, let me explain. Let me explain. Everybody look at me because you got to follow me. When Adam sinned in the garden, he put us all in debt. We all became sinners. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. I didn't come and get broken. I was born broken. We were born into debt. We were born into sin. The Bible says for, stay with me now, stay with me. I'm going somewhere. For all have sinned and come short. Our account is, it requires perfection to get into heaven. But when we look at our account, we have come up. The righteousness that's required to get into heaven is perfection. Absolute perfection. And because of the first man, Adam, all of humanity has come up short. So guess what? Somebody, somebody had to come and fulfill all righteousness, complete and be obedient to every commandment and do all things that please the father. What happened? Jesus came. His death is critically important. By his death, we have been delivered, right? Our sins have been forgiven. But you got to understand, by his life, the righteousness that was on Jesus' account, he always did every single thing that pleased the Father. So he has a full and perfect account of righteousness. And guess what? The moment you believe in Christ, God the Father took his perfect account of righteousness and put it on your account. Why did God become man? Because somebody had to come fulfill all what? Righteousness. So how are you going to get into heaven? Not my righteousness. Because see, our righteousness are as filthy rags in God's eyes. What, 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 why do you think you're going to get into heaven? Because there was somebody who fulfilled all righteousness. He lived perfectly for 33 years and his account is on my account. On that account, I'm gone. Somebody say amen. So a human, a human, a man had to be perfect, had to fulfill all the righteous requirements of the law, guess what Jesus did? He fulfilled, say it with me, he fulfilled all righteousness. That's why he had to be man. A man had to fulfill the righteous requirements of the law and Jesus did that very thing. How many of y'all are glad of that? Say amen. Yes. And, and as a believer... His righteous account has been placed on my account. 
And even though on my own, I have fallen short, but because I believe in Christ, I get to partake in the righteousness of Christ. And all God's people say it. Number two, number two, I told you this is going to be a Bible study. I'm telling you, this is, this is good. Why did God become man? Number one, number one, say with me, God became man too. Somebody had to come get everything right. That's the basic way to, to get that. Somebody had to come and obey every law, fulfill every responsibility, get everything perfect. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Now, number two, God became man, number two, to give us an example. God became man to give us an example. John 13, 13. Ye call me master and Lord, and ye say, well, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples in the upper room, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. Read it with me. For I have that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. I've given you an example. First Peter 2, 21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that ye should follow his steps. Philippians 2, 5, let this mind be in you. In other words, way of thinking, which was also in 1 John 2, 6. He that saith he abideth in him, ought him also to walk as even as he walked. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. If all that was required was blood from Christ, that could have been taken in the very beginning But he lived 33 years on this earth to give you and me an example to. You see, Jesus, Jesus led a life. And by his life, we learn how to treat people. By his life, we learned how to deal with temptation. By his life, we learn how to deal with struggles and disappointment. By his life, we learn how to love people. We learn how to forgive people. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We learn how to serve people. We learn how to be happy. Happiness does not come from what people does for you. Happiness comes from what you do for others. Happy are ye if ye do these things. Preacher, what are you saying? God had to become man to show us how to make it. To show us how to live. Man has failed over and over and over and over during the centuries. And God gave us a great example to learn to do as he did. He wants us to be conformed to the image of his son. He came and he led a life as a human being to give us a example. Preacher, what's the point? The point is this. Are you living like him? Are you loving like him? It's easy to love our family. It's easy to love those that love us, but Jesus loved those that betrayed him. Do you realize Jesus washed the feet of Judas? The very night he betrayed him, and even though Jesus knew he was going to betray him, he washed his feet anyway. 
Hello. Why did God become man? Because we needed an example. We've messed things up so much. We needed something to go by. We needed an example to follow. And Jesus said, come do as I did. Live like I lived. Serve like I served. Speak like I spoke. Love like I love. Forgive like I forgave. And all God's people said. Well, we like to shout about him putting righteousness on our account. But when we go talking about following his example, y'all done got quiet on me this morning. Amen. I'll move along. Number three. What was number one? What was number one? God became man. Number one, to fulfill all righteousness. Number two, he became man too. I love this one. He became man to relate to us. He became man to relate to us. Hebrews chapter four, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Why? Watch this. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Preacher, why did he become man? So he could feel what we feel. So he could feel what we feel. Hebrews 5, 7 says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. The phrase in the days of his flesh means in the days when he was on earth in a human body. From birth to death, our Lord experienced the sinless infirmities of human nature. He knew what it was to grow and mature. He experienced hunger and thirst as well as weariness. He also faced temptations to sin and persecutions from the hands of sinful men. Everyone look at me. Let me, let me. I'm going to give you a test. You didn't know you're going to get that on Christmas service, did you? But I believe, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to pass this one. Okay. What's the shortest verse in the Bible? Come on. Jesus wept. If you go back, if you go back and read, you'll find out the situation was a death. In the family of one of his dearest friends. His name was Lazarus. Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. Y'all familiar? Probably the dearest friends to Jesus on this planet. And if you, if you just look at that, because the people saw that Jesus wept. You know, they said, oh, look how he loved him. Look how he loved. In other words, they... They were thinking he's grieving like they were because this was his friend. Now, if you go and study it a little deeper, you'll find out that that word had got to Jesus. 
Word had got to Jesus, he was sick. Jesus delayed. And by the time Jesus got there, he had already died. Been in the tomb four days. Four days. Matter of fact, they was worried that he was already stinking. And they were grieving. Usually in that day, in that culture, they would even hire people to grieve with them. And so there was great grief and great mourning going on and crying. As they heard that Jesus is coming into town, Martha runs out to him and gets in his face. And says, if you'd have been here, my brother had not died. He said, everything's going to be all right. He's going he's to rise again. She said, well, I know in the resurrection. He said, honey, I am the resurrection. And then Mary comes and she falls at his feet. There's a whole sermon right there. And says the exact same thing as her sister. If you'd have been here, my brother had not died. And you know what Jesus tells Mary? Take me to him. You see, when Martha got in his face, she got a lecture. But when Mary humbled herself and fell at his feet, she got an answer. Take me to him. Jesus comes in and sees everyone weeping. And the Bible says, Jesus wept. Was he weeping because poor old Lazarus had died? No. So how do you know? Because he's fixing to walk in and bring him back. Can you imagine Lazarus in paradise and he hears his name to come back to earth after he'd been sick? I bet bet Lazarus said like, are you serious? He wasn't weeping. He wasn't weeping because his friend had died. He wasn't weeping because it was all over. He wasn't mourning because he would never speak to his friend again. No, no. Because he was fixing to walk into that graveyard. The resurrection was fixing to meet the death and life was fixing to happen. So why did he weep? Because he wanted everybody there to know, I feel what you feel. You see, God became flesh to feel what we feel, to experience what we experience, to suffer what we suffer. Jesus was so much man that he was weary and thirsty at the well, but he was so much God that he saved that Samaritan from hell. He was so much man that he slept on a boat But he was so much God, the wind ceased when he spoke. Preacher, why did God become man? So that one day, as he is by the right hand of the Father, interceding on your behalf, you can know that there is an intercessor in heaven who knows how you feel, who knows what you're going through, who knows what you're experiencing, and he feels what you feel. Say amen. Amen. Trying to stay dignified on Christmas, but I can't help it. Amen. Nobody can relate to you like someone who's gone through what you've gone through. Nobody can experience 
and, and listen, console you like someone who's been where you've been and has been in your shoes. And God became man so one day he could tell you, I understand. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Can we give God praise and glory? Come on, give him praise. Lastly, number four. Number one, God became man. Number one, two. Number two, he came to. Number three, he came to. Number four, he came to pay our debt. He came to pay our debt. Watch this now. This is so important that you get this. Hebrews 10, 4. For it is what? It's not possible. So important. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. You see, for centuries, down through the ages, the children of Israel would bring every year, they would bring an offering, a goat or a lamb, and it would pacify the anger of God against sin for one year. And then they'd have to keep coming with a sacrifice. Why? Because the blood of bulls and goats could never take away. Never. Why? Because a, a bull or a goat didn't commit the sin. You see, the cure had to be in relation to the cause. If a man sinned, a man had to pay the debt. You see, sin came from a tree in the garden. The cure came from a tree on Golgotha. Man caused the fall. So it required a man to bring the cure. The only problem was it had to be a spotless lamb. A perfect man. Y'all see? Y'all getting it? That's why God had to become flesh. Watch this now. Watch this. You see, it was not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, talking about Christ, he saith, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a... Come on. But a body hast thou prepared me. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for. He was bruised for. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Watch this. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. 1 Peter 1.18. I love this. 
For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things of silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. 1 John 2, verse 1. My little children, these things are I write unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. The righteous. He fulfilled the account. Yes, amen. And he is a propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only. But also for the sins of the whole world. Everyone look at me. Don't be folding nothing up. because you, you just shut down on me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Why did God become man? Man caused the problem. So a man had to be responsible for the solution. Man sinned. So a man had to pay the debt. But there was only one problem. There was no perfect man. There was no spotless, perfect sacrifice that's required. So God became man and dwelt among us so that he could come and pay our debt. And as condemnation came from the first Adam, deliverance and salvation came from the second, Jesus Christ. You see, Christmas is more. Christmas is more than you could ever imagine. It is so important that we know why that God became flesh and dwelt among us. He came. He came to fulfill all righteousness. He came to give us an example to follow. He came to relate to us so he could intercede on our behalf as our great high priest in heaven. And he came, as John said on the banks of the Jordan River, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. He came to pay our debt. And today, I want to ask you, we're early, we're early. I want to ask you, do you appreciate him? Do you glorify him? Do you thank him? Are you grateful that the creator invaded the world he created? What does the verse say? He became sin who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness in him. There was no Every, every trial they, they had, they could find no fault in him. That's right. That's right. He was investigated and found to be perfect. And he hung on a cross. And he bled and died to pay the debt that we owed. And because of that, one day, 
we're going to see heaven.